0: you. Assalamu alaikum wa wa from me, Jamil. A very good evening and a warm welcome once more to this evening's edition of Talking Point. It is Talking Point, the program to get you talking because you matter and we care. Tuesday, where are we? Tuesday, September 2015. I think it's the 29th today. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, but we're cozy in the studio and we've got a fantastic program lined up for you this evening. Very, very shortly, guest already in house. Abrams, just explaining to us because our loved ones and friends have gone on Hajj, something they've planned for, something they've saved for, it was their ambition, they've gone to classes, and they went on a waiting list, The quota system, and eventually it dawned on them, and they went oh. on Ghajj. <laughs> now they're coming home. What now? She is going to give us some explanation this evening on the type of life we should then be living. Sheikh as I said, in-house already. Um, The Adan for the Wakt of Maghrib would be a 10 to 7. That's exactly the 10 to 7. And then we'll have the Focus on Palestine program with Sheikh Ishak Talib, the National Executive Manager of the Al-Quds Foundation of South Africa and a senior member of the Muslim Judicial Council. From 8, it's going to be Build Your Business. I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about that a little later on uh first things first and i need to apologize you probably hear the voices going um this afternoon not feeling too well um, terrible cough so have sympathy <laughs> for me um <laughs> but i feel i can carry on i think uh, you know winter hasn't gone yet and i've had a couple of very very early mornings and i think uh, it's now starting to show but we're here and eager to you know have you in our conversation this evening and as i always say the lines might not be open, but the SM li- SMS line that's always open. 47913. You wanna get a little message through to us? It's four seven nine one three. Sheikh Irfan Abrams, Imam of the Darul Islam Najit in Surrey State and the director and founder of the Darul Islam Hafiz and the Girls High School. Sheikh Aslam
1: Alaikum to you. <laughs>
0: As I said in the introduction, many of our, well, most of them, are still coming. The yes, first yes. batch, I believe, arrived on, on, yes. on Monday. Yes. But Sekh, just before we get stuck into it, you also mentioned to me um, somebody very near, near to you, dear to you, yes. has passed on.
1: Yes, Abdeshov, so. Jamil. Mm-hmm. Firstly, we do we uh, God, Allah grant you health, inshallah. Amen. I uh-huh. And shukran, you know, sometimes people, our youngsters today, we either cough, they stay home. But the old people are not like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, even, if, uh, even if they have to carry us to work, we'll still come to work. MashaAllah. <laughs> Allah <laughs> to go and all the You <laughs> always think
0: <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> what you're leaving there now. There's a gap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Allah. That's <laughs> I mean,
1: yes, Jamil. Jamil, um, yes, a very good friend and brother of our uh, a masjid, Ajay Yusuf Adonis, a regular Muslim, all the years. Is Ajay uh, Yusuf Adonis and he was the brother of Auntie Jane Samai, who also passed on a few years ago. and The address is Sentinel Road, Haiderfell. Mm-hmm. The Janaz will be tomorrow morning at the Salicid Masjid at 10 o'clock. Salatul janaza will be performed at Salicid Masjid and from there they will go to the Kubas in uh, Mowbray, inshallah. In inshallah.
0: inshallah.
1: There's uh, Yusuf Adonis, Yusuf Adonis the brother of the late anti-Jayni Samay from Sentinel Road the Janaz will be at leaving at 10 o'clock from Sentinel Road to Saraset Masjid from there to the Maqbara in Bobri Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raji'un Amen. Sheikh, while you've ended on a
0: du'a I'm also going to ask you for the khujats who've returned and still returning. No. Dua for them?
1: Allahu Akbar. Now, Al-Fatiha. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين آمين. سيد الأولين والآخرين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتوب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا هبلنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم تقبل من الحجاج حجهم اللهم تقبل من جميع الحجاج حجهم اللهم تقبل من جميع الحجاج حجهم اللهم تقبل منهم القليل وسامح بالكثير ولا تؤاخذ بالتقصير يا نعم المولى ويا نعم النصير الحمد لله الذي اوصلهم الى بلاد الى بلاد والى اهليم سالمين منفرح مستبشرين أمين. مع مع الصحه والعافيه ومن من لنا ان شاء الله تعالى من أمين. الامنين أمين. اللهم اجل حجهم مبرورا اللهم اجل حجهم مبرورا اللهم اجل حجهم مبرورا وسعيهم مشكورا وذنبهم مغفورا وعملا صالحا مقبولا تجارة لن تبور يا عالما ما في الصدور أخرجنا يا الله وإياهم من الظلمات إلى النور الله مغفل لجميع موت المسلمين الذين أمين. شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وما توا على ذلك سبحان أمين. ربك رب, رب العزة عما يصفون أمين. وسلام على المرسلين والحمد أمين. لله لا
0: إله إلا just some advice yes. on the type of lifestyle we should now be living. Living, we've now returned from the Holy Land.
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> um, Bi Jamil, to allow listeners, uh, there is one thing that um, I'm very cautious about, and that is, and I want to caution the people also. And that is that we must not forget that we are all human beings. We are human beings, we make mistakes, we make errors, we commit sin, etc., etc. So it would be not very ethical for every move the Hajj, the Hujjad makes, talk, make a mistake when he says something, when he does something, to throw in his face. Had you, come, you only come from Makkah now, you should know better, or you should be or everyone throw in his face, you are hujaj and etc. etc. That's not good ethics. We are all human beings. Nobody, no one, and nobody is perfect. Yes? So these, uh, we also know that this Adab bin Akhlaq. You know, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, And all the children of Adam, they make mistakes. And the best of those who make mistakes are those who make to Allah you Ta'ala mean, and also for forgiveness So the hujaj are no different from us Yes, with the, with the, with the exception that Allah honored them to be the guest of Allah Ta'ala And obviously and always we should be mindful of this beautiful and great ni'mah Which Allah has bestowed upon us and upon them Um A person can only understand the feeling of the hujaj when you have been to Makkah yourself. (laughs) Very difficult to understand Uh, the true feeling, the real feeling, except if you've been there once. That's why the hujaj, I always encourage the hujaj to always, when they talk, when they speak about the hajj, when they talk about the experience, always be positive. So those who listen to them also become positive. But you have gone and have seen all the wrong things in Makkah because in Makkah you find a lot of wrong things. In Medina, wherever you go in the world, you will find wrong things. People doing this wrong, people doing that wrong, people do whatever. If you are going to look for the wrong, you'll find a lot of wrong. But if you go to look for the right and for the good, you will always find the good and the right things. So... Uh, those who are Hujjaj must realize and must remember that Allah Ta'ala has chosen Of all the millions and millions and millions of people walking on this earth Allah Ta'ala has chosen them to be the guests of Allah Ta'ala As Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says Al-Hujjaj wal Al-Umar wafdullah in da'awu ajabahum wa nistaghfaru ghafra lahum no, another hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam يغفر الحاج ولمن استغفر Now obviously um, we need to remind ourselves that we are hujaj and we thank Allah Ta'ala for having honored us to be among the gifts of Allah Ta'ala and this is the the hujaj And those who perform umrah, they are the special guests of Allah Ta'ala. They are special, they are very special delegation, a very special guest, a very special group by Allah Ta'ala. They are Allah's special guests. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, when His guests, the guests of Allah Ta'ala, ask Allah anything, Allah doesn't want to refuse Him. That's why the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if they call out to Allah and they ask Allah their desires and they ask Allah what they want, Allah responds to them. In daaw ajabum. They call out unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah responds to them. And when they ask Allah the forgiveness, Allah forgives their sins.
0: Allah.
1: And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah forgives the hujaj, the hajj. And Allah will give also those whom the hujaj ask for giving us all. Now, this is very special. This is why, uh, Jamil, when we go to hujaj, the Slava says that material mm. irrelevant. You give something as a small, you know, buy you a drink or buy a juice or buy you some fruit, etc. But that's, that's the most important thing when you go and visit the hujaj. You go and ask him to make du'a for you. Because you make du'a for him, Allah him my safe journey, and you ask him to, for, to make du'a for you, and Allah forgive your sins, and that of your family, and your, and your children, and your parents. So the very fact that Hajj, when he, nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah forgive the Hujjaj and Allah also forgive those whom the Hujjaj Allah forgive us So if the Hujaj ask, oh Allah forgive such and such and such a person, Wallahi Al Azim, Allah forgive that person as well. Isn't that, isn't that, a person who has a special status by Allah Taala? And indeed so, the Hujaj, they have a special status by Allah Taala. They have a special position by Allah Taala. So Allah will give. All those who are of Arafat Allah gives all their sins And Allah also give Those whom they are forgiven Subhanallah (laughs) Subhanallah. So they are They are truly special people They are truly special guests Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Jamil Like any other person If If anything has happened to you in life An accident you're always careful and cautious. The traffic cop catch you now without a the belt, with a cell phone in the hand. You know what you know the consequences. consequences. So next time you're, you're not going to do, you're not going to do it again, or you're going to be very careful. It doesn't catch you again. Our judge the same. They know that Allah's honored them or that which Allah's honored them. So they are also going to be very careful what they say. What they do, they don't commit sin, because they know that Nabi Muhammad صلى 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 said صلى that if Allah has given a person hajj Bul and mabrur, then his sins go out wa Then he is like a person whose mother has given birth to him now, who has just given birth to him. So that means that knowing that Allah will give his sins, all his sins, he is now going to try to live a better life try to improve on his previous lives, on his previous shortcomings, and try to make Allah Taala peace with him. That's what the Nabi Muhammad Assalam alayhi salatu wa sallam says, وَالْحَجُّ الْمَبْرُورُ لَيْسَ لَهُ جَزَاءٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ A hajj which is mabrur. What is mabrur? Mabrur is a hajj which has been accepted, and a hajj which was no error and faulting. Allah. No sin, no errors, no mistakes. The hajj was perfectly done. Now, everybody gets a hajj maqbool, but everybody doesn't get a hajj mabrur. That is a very high and special position. So, hajj ma'barul, is a hajj which has been done without innocence, without any fault, no mistakes, perfectly done. So, a person of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a message of Allah And there's a point That Jamil started with How should we live When we come back After Hajj okay.
0: Could I Just on that note Shaykh, Because when we do come I've got to go for a very short break Come back We want to listen very attentively To what she has to say Our guest in studio Sheikh Irfan Abrams Back with you after this A very warm welcome once more to this evening's edition of Talking Point. And this evening, focusing well, Sheikh Afan Abrams here with us, focusing on and particularly sharing a word of advice for those who've been on Hajj, those who've come back now, those who came back previously. Um, is there such a thing as a as, as, as a living Hajj, Of course, <laughs> of course. But as I don't want to
1: distract you on what you were your, going
0: to say, there, Shahir.
1: But also, even that gentleman is asking me. Is connected with uh, with the answer mm. there is such a thing as a living hajj.
0: Yeah. I, I like what you started with when you said we are only human <laughs> and there are no yes. difference we are it's
1: only different. human we are not we're not angels we're not anbiya we are human and we make mistakes <laughs> alhamdulillah allah ta'ala is most merciful most for, most forgiving Oh, that's why, when you do make a mistake, make istighfar, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa adbi' al-sayyata al-hasanata tamuha. When you do make a mistake, they'll be followed up with a good act and a good act, erases that, that sinful act. So, here is Jamil, so when the other Nabi sallallahu Alaihi, wa sallam, of Allah, when does a person know that Allah has given him a hajma barur? Good question. And the answer And we said to him When that person return To his people When that person return to his country A better person Before His departure of Hajj In yeah. other we Come back a, b- a better person In whichever way Whether akhlaq Whether more, observe, more um, Observing of the Salah Changing character, etc, etc And we have seen, uh, uh, Jamil We have seen, I have seen my life uh, People Of the the return From Hajj, we have seen A total change in the lifestyle In the lives So that means the Hajj Has had a major Impact on that person But we also see We also saw the other side But what you are saying is that We as Hajj or those who are Hujjaj should always try to be that role model for us. Number one, and number two, very important as I said, they should, the words and the talking must be an encouragement for those who have not been for Hajj. Because sometimes we listen and we are affected By the negative things spoken Or the positive, positive things spoken Now I remember uh, Jamil I was I think 17 years old 16 or 17 I was a young man I was teaching I was madrasa Teaching madrasa already So one day this lady We all call her Nana She lives in Saudi state and she spoke to me as a young man. She spoke to me. And spoke to me about the hajj. And the beauty of hajj. That I became, it affected me so much. Had I made my niyyah as a young man of 17 years of age. Who doesn't have any form of income. I made my niya, If Allah grant me, I'm going for hajj. And I was a young man. And I made my niyat. inshallah, I'm going for hajj. It wasn't long after that, and then, but a year, two years after that, Allah Ta'ala accepted me that I could be a student in the city of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's of Sheikh Ibrahim. at that time. And uh, Alhamdulillah, that I believe is a good honor that Allah Taala has bestowed, a ni'ma Ameen. which Allah Ameen. bestowed upon us. My point is words of encouragement, words of Positiveness, words of encouragement, words of making people realize that Makkah is so holy so great And that has an impact on us and so on and so on So that means that our positive message that we give over to people Should be as encouragement for them to go not the other way around That people feel dana, I don't want to go in Makkah, if this would happen in Makkah I don't want to put my foot mm-hmm. there, Allah, And I have heard people I think these words. So it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And and those who visit the hujjah should also not encourage wrong and uh, uh, negative talks. Because sometimes even those who sit around the hujjah, they come with negative, negative talks. They talk wrong things, negative things, and change the whole atmosphere of the hujjah into a negative atmosphere. That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. Um, We uh, first need to behave. We're in other people's house, number one. Number two, there's other people sitting around. We coming to greet the hujaj, we coming to to make dua. Because they're travelers, Allah subhanahu ta'ala <laughs> for giving the sins, and they return from the most holiest places um, on earth, which is al-Mukarrama and al al they return from the from the uh, visit the Masjid of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam visit the grave of the nabi sallallahu Alaihi wasallam towards the kaaba been, i've been in arafat etc etc all these things they have physically and personally done so that means something great so from that we need to get all the positives all the positives encouragement and motivation from the hujjaj So Jamil. um When we arrive, there are certain adab and akhlaq, certain character, what a person should adhere to when a person returned from Makkah. But before that, if we look at the khujaj, then, and the arrival, then we say, we thank Allah Ta'ala who has afforded us the ni'mah to have returned to our families. We thank Allah for that. And for those who will never return the families, Allah Ta'ala has given amin, them a special position. Amin, amin. We mustn't see it as a loss. I, who wouldn't love to die in the city of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Wa who, who wouldn't love to die there? Who wouldn't love to die in Makkah Al-Mukarramah? Allahu Akbar. You know, and uh, all these things, when a person dies, we remember the hadith of the, of the Nabi Muhammad alayhi salatu wa Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi Wasallam Whosoever dies on his way to Mecca or on his return from Makkah, the day of Qiyamah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not question him on his sins. His sins will not be exposed nor will he be questioned on the day of Qiyamah. And a person who dies in the state of Ihram, on the day of Qiyamah, he will be resurrected, he will be raised, while saying, la Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik la لَبَيْكَ la لَشَرِيكَ لَكَ And that is the people that will be known on the day of Qiyamah, who have died in the state of Ihram. So the honor, the position Allah grant these people who died in Makkah, on the way to Makkah, on the return, is very great. We can never imagine, but alhamdulillah, those whom Allah has chosen to die there, Allahu Akbar, Allah they are the fortunate Allah ones. And those who Allah has chosen to return their families, they are also fortunate. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, I before we go to the, the point of the ethics when we return from Makkah, um, I'm thinking about the hajj, and when we go on the hajj, you'll find mostly women on the hajj i we've seen it over the years that we have been in Mecca. but a beautiful hadith comes to mind when one of the wives of the nabi <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wasallam oh messenger of Allah if the men goes into jihad to defend Islam and they're going into jihad they fight in jihad and they die they go to Jannah mm. what is a jihad for the women uh. What is the jihad for the women? Look at Allah on uh, the men. If they die in jihad, they go to Jannah. They're shayi, they martyr. They're martyrs. What is the jihad for the women? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the jihad for the women is a jihad where there's no in, and That's the hajj al-Umrah. So the hajj that that is the jihad of, for, the, for the women. May Allah Ta'ala accept. For all of us, inshaAllah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, alhamdulillah, we come back to the point as to when we return from Makkah. We thank Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost. The adab of a person who returns from a journey, and more specifically the hajj, is that you should never come onto your family unexpectedly. You cannot say, I'm giving them a surprise. <laughs> that is contrary to the hadith of the Nabi Muhammad. The so Nabi Sala would never give his family a surprise, but he would send out people to inform them they are on their way. This is the adab which the Nabi taught us. The other um, point is when the khujat arrives on their way home. The Sunnah is that they should go to the Masjid first and make to Rak'ah Sunnah. The Nabi Sallallahu wasallam, when he arrives after a journey, he even whether it's from a battlefield, whether it's from Umrah, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would start by the Masjid. He would start by the Masjid. He first would first make his salah in the Masjid. And then we we'll go to his family. So we have to always encourage the Hujjaj that, or any traveler for that matter, we go to Job of the Derman, come from your journey, pop me by the masjid, take a door, make two rakats, and now you go True. and go to your family. And also, the um, Nabi Sallallahu taught us a bit of a hadith whenever we greet the Hujjaj. And that is, Nabi Sallallahu when you greet the hujjad, you say it in the following words. Uh, there's a hadith I read here, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I can't get the hadith now. The wording of the hadith is, قَبْلَ wa حَجَك dambak wa وَأَخْلَفَ نَفَقَتَك. This is dua that you make for a person who returns from his <laughs> hajj. قَبْلَ اللَّهُ حَجَك. May Allah taala accept your hajj. وَغَفَرَ ذَنْبَكَ And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all your sins وَأَخْلَفَ نَفَقَتَكَ And all the money that you have spent upon the path of Allah ta'ala, may Allah grant you much more no, no. in return SubhanAllah So dua, قَبْلَ اللَّهُ حَجَّكَ وَغَفَرَ ذَنبَكَ وَأَخْلَفَ نَفَقَتكَ This is the hadith which Nabi Shah Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam has taught us so, this is the adab that we need to show to the hujaj. Like, we embrace them and we make dua for them. Similarly, they in return, as hujaj, as gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they also in return <laughs> make dua for us. Now, so this is the beauty of the Hajj. The Hajj has a very special effect, a very special effect, especially for a person. Who has never seen the baytullah yeah. in his lifetime? Never physically touched the baytullah. Never been in Mecca. He've never made salah in the masjid nabawi He've never been in the road of Jannah. He never stood in front of the Qabr of the Debi Muhammad to and in the presence and the uh, the Qabr of the two most beloved Sahaba, of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who was were Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anam. So you stand there in front of them. You feel so humble. And sometimes you think, Ya Allah, you stand in front of the Qabr of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and you realize, sometimes I, for, for at a time, I remember I stood in front of the Qabr of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of hypocrite Hippocrate, Ya Allah. Here you send from the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Here you mention to Allah, Oh Allah, I love your messenger. Oh Allah, grant me to be a good follower of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu wa Yet, I'm not carrying out the sunnah of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa you feel that you are so negligent and careless. And, um, but that's all. What we need to be aware of So with the knee and the and, and intention And when Allah Ta'ala Return us to our families And we become good followers And continue to follow the, the sunnah Of our beloved Nabi Muhammad So in Jamil The Hajj teaches us lots of things For those who come From Hajj Will know and understand What humbleness The Hajj brings in you I remember one day, one of my mothers, uh, you know, I have a lot of mothers in Saudi. <laughs> a few of them are still alive, like Imam uh, Titus' mother. She's still one of my mothers, you know. I know a lot of mothers in Saudi state. And this particular year, and uh, she said to me, you know, you know, me as ik duki one crease. In my scarf I will never put it on Or in my I make sure that I iron it She in Makkah the simplicity The easy way of life Younger king now himself at That simplicity is something She says is just amazing What the effect The simple life in Makkah has on you And then look back at your Hajj. When you go to Arafah we know who you are. Everybody has their clothing on. The man next to you mm. may be a minister. He makes me. maybe may be a millionaire.
0: I had that experience. <laughs> here. a cabinet minister.
1: <laughs> but you wouldn't Allah know. Because everybody <laughs> is dressed mm. in the same coat of dress and stand in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. There is no attachments. No attachment to what the clothes, uh, clothes that you have on for ihram. But. We look at the simplicity and we look at you see everybody as the same. Sheikh,
0: could I? On that note, I need to go for a very short break. Our guest here with us, Sheikh Irfan Abrams. Welcome back once more to A Talking Point with me, Jamil Stoll, our guest here in studio, Sheikh Irfan Abrams. And Sheikh, just elaborating on the sort of lifestyle we should now be adopting in our lives. We've come back from Hajj, Alhamdulillah, Sheikh, over to you.
1: Yes, Jamil, So I'm looking at, you know, um, how the Hajj affects the lives of many people, of many people. I remember, you know, when you go on Muzdalifa, we've been there for many years, many, many a time we've been there, many years, alhamdulillah, rabbi, and uh, you find um, people come from Arafat. It is a little place you find to sit, to eat, to make salah, and to sleep. There's not a bed, nothing. Not a mattress, nothing. Wherever you find a little place, so whether you are a millionaire or a billionaire, whether you are the mo- most pious person, whoever with the Giza ali, whoever you may be, you look for your precious to to make salah, <laughs> to eat, <laughs> and to sleep on that open land and ground. And obviously, try to sleep there. There's so many uh, um, stones and things. Like yeah. that. There's <laughs> not even a comfortable sleep. But alhamdulillah. But the most important thing is, it brings back you know, the humbleness. You cannot keep yourself full of pride in kibber. Because yeah. the hajj makes you humble. You are plain. You are simple. There's no signs of who you are what you are. No stripes. No special gear. No special clothes. Everybody the same clothes on. And that makes you feel as individual. Subhanallah. <laughs> who <laughs> am I? There are all these people here. You think too much of yourself. Look at all these people. And you realize the how important is that humbleness. That humbleness you take with you. You take it with you when you go home. And you must realize that we are from Adam, we have been created from Adam, and Adam was created from clay, from dust, from sand. So, We have created from clay, We've created you from the earth and back to the earth we shall return you. And then from the earth again we shall resurrect you and raise you. So that brings that reminds you of the of who you are and where you're going to. And ultimately, where is your return going to be? So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, we ask and uh, make dua that Allah grant all our khujajad a save a safe return. I mean. Back to the country. Ameen. All the wherever they may be, wherever they may may, may be uh, may be from. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, grant all the hujjaj the Save returned from the family to the families, and grant them all a Hajj maghbul, a hajj Grant the hujjaj and they should be uh, inspiration to all those who have already been on Hajj and more specifically for those who have never seen Hajj. Alhamdulillah, I want to say also, Alhamdulillah, that we have seen, Alhamdulillah, many uh after they return from Hajj. you don't skip on salah. We have seen that. Regularly in the masjid. Always in the masjid. You know? So Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted the Hajj to be a, um, a sort of hidayah. Of guidance Ameen. and Ameen. allah open the heart with that Ameen. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from all the hujah the hajj may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them on the best and they should live a life that could be um motivation for me an encouragement for me also to make the intentions to go for hajj Ameen. or at least for umrah if ever if we have already gone for Hajj, inshallah. So
0: I'm into that. Well, our guest here, Sheikh Irfan Abram, Sheikh Shukran once more for the timeless reminder, the motivational uh, talk that you've given here. And I say to you, Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
1: Wa alaikum wasalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.